Hello, PodFam, and welcome to another episode of The Tea with Laura and Rachel. Today, we have a very special guest, Katie Dean. Katie is the co-founder of the Viewer Discretion Legislation Coalition, a group dedicated to changing legislation around what can be put into Canadian mailboxes, particularly, which we will be touching on this evening, is graphic anti-abortion pamphlets being distributed across Canada. Welcome to the show, Katie. What are you drinking this evening? <laughs> Pinot Grigio, wine time. Love Thanks it. For having me. <laughs> Love it. I wish you gave us the memo. We would have brought something fun as well. <laughs> I know. I just like have an herbal tea. Oh, I know. Yeah. No, we need some wine. <laughs> I know. Yeah, same, same here. <laughs> well, my tea is a Bengal spice tea because I'm recording from my place of work this evening, and that's the only herbal tea that we have. So here well, we at are. At least it's not wine at work. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes we wish it was. Sometimes we wish it was. <laughs> but I, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. What are you having, Laura? Uh, so tonight I'm having a, a lemon ginger twist and um, I'm heading out of town soon. So I, you know, sadly mm. there is nothing fun in the cupboard or in the fridge right now for oh. beverages, but uh, maybe next time I'll, uh, yeah. I'll bring something fun. There's always <laughs> a next time. Always. All right. So let's jump right into it, Katie. What's your connection to this issue and how did VDLC start? Okay, well, let's start. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be a bit of a story. Um, so in 2004, I myself had a, a termination of a pregnancy. Um, I was halfway through my pregnancy and the fetus was diagnosed with some um, major medical uh, ailments that were not compatible with life. Um, I was given some options. Um, it was the most difficult time of my life, I would say. So at any rate, I did elect to terminate the pregnancy and stop the pregnancy. Um, my opinion for my life is I'm not going to bring a child into this world to um, die. Um, and I can't imagine following through with that pregnancy and, and knowing that, that the baby would just die if it even survived to full term. At any rate, it was a, a very difficult time of my life. Um, so fast forward, 2012, I'm home and I come, I come home and there's a graphic anti-abortion pamphlet in my mailbox with gruesome images. I was in shock and I literally felt like somebody was targeting me, that they knew I had had an abortion and they were trying to shame me. I was so upset. It literally put me back into that time of my life when, when I had the abortion and, and lost my baby um, and had to make that tough decision. So it was really traumatizing for me. So at any rate, that was in 2012. Moving on, um, I'm in the same house in 2020 during COVID. Um, and I hear in London, in our city in London, people are all over Facebook saying that they're getting these graphic anti-abortion pamphlets in their mailbox. And they're really upset about it. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to come to my street again. They're coming. And I'm like thinking, oh. my anxiety just went through the roof. So I'm just waiting, literally just waiting for them to come to my house. And one morning I'm getting ready for work and my neighbor down the road sends me a message on Facebook and says, Katie, they're on our street. 
And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh my God. And my anxiety again goes right up. Um, so I said to my husband, I said, listen, they're on the street. When they come to our mailbox, I need you to get the pamphlet and rip it up and throw it away. Like right away. I, I don't want to see it. I can't, I can't see that. And uh, so sure, sure. He's going to do that. But then I'm, I'm getting ready and I'm like, why am I asking my husband to protect myself, to protect me? Why don't, why aren't I doing something? I'm a strong woman. And this is just something that is very triggering for me. So I'm like, no, forget that. So I saw them across the road and I put on, I have wet hair. I'm dressed for work, but I haven't dried my hair yet, you know? And I put on my, my coat and I go out and I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we're just delivering some mail. I said, oh no, I know what you're doing. And you're not going to do that on my street. And I, I proceeded to take them all out of the mailboxes all the way down the street. For you. And That's awesome. And they're following me and they're talking to me about human rights and, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're going to call the police. I'm like, that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here's my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and literally that's, you know, and they start talking to me about things like, and I'm like, how old are you? Are you like 12? Like, don't talk to me. Like, you know what life is about. It is not that easy there's not just you know oh you know like oh I was just I was so angry so at any rate um they did call well there was a police officer at the end of our road because we are right near uh, we were right near um, a center that they had set up for COVID uh COVID testing and it was like October of 2020 and every like there were lineups for people getting tested so the police were right there they just kind of walked up the street a bit and talked to them and I said here to the police officer do you want these pamphlets he's like no (laughs) No so, so he nicely asked them to kind of move along that they weren't wanted on the street and they did um but they did return to my street one one uh one day and i chased them off again oh, good. So, <laughs> i hope so you anyways. had like a broom in hand and i was like really really so anyways no so at that time i was like you know my husband is a lawyer and i'm like how is this even legal to do this and and i'm talking to him about options and he's like well sometimes you just you just can't do anything like unfortunately you know it's not against the law uh canada post just to note uh, canada post will not deliver these images because they're so graphic they refuse so they had literally this organization who, who delivers them will like hire quote unquote their interns uh, every spring and they will work throughout the summer uh, into the fall and and just hit cities across the country with these images um, to people's private homes so yeah so I decided that something needed to be done and I just talked to uh, Natalie who was working in our office and she and I developed a plan we um, formed the coalition and we started emailing city councilors uh, MPPs MPs and just I just you know went that that's how it started um, there was also a petition started in London by Pro-Choice London, um, and I signed that, and I, you know, obviously supported that. So, but basically, it was just starting off with signing a petition that somebody else had started, and then email blasting politicians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's amazing, and um, really, your uh, this the stats that are in Canada is one in three people will experience a termination of a pregnancy or an abortion in their lifetime. So just to think of, of, yeah, just, and just to think of your story, how many other people are being, you know, faced with these pamphlets and reliving really traumatic times in their life. And, you know, no one deserves to feel like that at Mm. all. And especially, you know, in their home where they should be feeling safe and secure. Well, that's exactly what my husband said. Like your home's supposed to be your safe spot, your safe Mm -hmm. space, you know, and for these images uh, to come into your home, um, and trigger trauma and and not only that but kids are finding these images 
Mm-hmm. And I have mm-hmm. a huge problem with that as well. So now parents are being forced into conversations about a, uh, abortion that, that they shouldn't have to have with children, or they're making excuses like, oh, that's just ketchup, you know, about the these images, you know, yeah. they're very bloody. And, uh, oh, that's just ketchup. And now the kid doesn't eat ketchup anymore because they relate it to the, the scary image, you know, so it's not okay. So yeah, so the the politicians, they the um, city councilors started um, hearing our voices and then uh, an MPP reached back out to me and he got involved, which I was so grateful for. Um, and we kind of just went from there. We also, <laughs> these people were also in our city on street corners with the same images, huge signs. Mm. So, I actually, um, Natalie and I, we, we made this uh, rapid response team, uh, as we call it, and we would go out and block them. So we would stand in front of the images so people didn't have to see them with our own signs. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Rachel, like you went to school in London. So I, I feel like London's definitely like one of the hot spots for this group because, you know, you were telling me about times where mm-hmm. there'd be protests and just people out with signs all the time on your campus. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't, um, I lived in an apartment building when I was in school. So I never actually had like a flyer delivered, delivered to our apartment, which was nice. Um, because as you said, Canada post won't deliver it. So, but people couldn't get into the apartment if they didn't live there otherwise. So that was nice. But I do remember, um, cause I was in school around 2014 to 2018. And I just remember, um, thankfully I like didn't encounter them closely, but the school, like in uh, our various Facebook groups and such, would be would be alerting each other, saying, "Hey, um, this group is on this street corner today. If this would be upsetting for you, try to avoid it." But the thing is, is I remember when we were at school, those hot those locations where they were picketing were prime locations for students going to school, and like that's just. Mm. I know I, I, what you're talking about too. Yeah, I'm yeah sure. like yeah. all the students are there, and I'm glad I never got faced with them closely, but I know people who did, and I'm really, really glad to hear that you have started this organization, especially in like a city that's like kind of close to home for me, because it's nice to see that like a difference is being made for people who have come after. Right, and right. Like, and it's funny because these images have been around like this campaign of theirs is called victim photography that this, this organization is it calls these images and they've been doing it since I think around 2010. Mm-hmm. So over a decade, you know, and nothing's ever been done about it. So yeah, I'm really glad that finally some people are starting to step up um, and make some changes. Mm-hmm. On, the, yeah, on the laws my absolutely. goal is to create laws so <laughs> yes mm-hmm. and um just speaking to the images that they use you know we spoke with uh dr ruth habte a few episodes ago and she's just like these aren't you know realistic to the size of That's a fetus right. at the week that they're claiming you know you see some of these pictures it's all manipulation it's, like, it's mm-hmm. like a practically newborn baby and they're like this is a six-week-old baby you know like it's it's wild <laughs> what they come up with like there's absolutely no fact behind it it's all misinformation it's it's a total misinformation listen they have one image of i'm sure it's a stillborn a stillbirth you know yes. and yeah and I, I i try not to look at the images when i'm counter-protesting I literally had to expose myself first to the images online in order for me even to be able to do this work because it was so mm-hmm. triggering for me. And I was like, Absolutely. I have to do something. So I exposed myself to them. 
and then I, you know, would go out and I would counter protest, but I wouldn't really directly look at the signs, you know, but there's one image that I, that startled me one day. It was this image. And I'm like, that has got to be a stillbirth. This is absolutely horrific that you're on a busy street corner. You're distracting drivers. And I said to the person holding the sign, I said, don't you understand that you are traumatizing women that are driving by here that probably like that may have had a stillbirth, you know, and Mm -hmm. you know what their answer is? (laughs) I was, I will never forget this. She said, well, if they're pro-choice, it shouldn't bother them. Oh my God. Yeah. How can yeah. you say that to someone? How- no, I know. Oh they're so heartless. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you've got, I, that's the only day I've ever cried on the street. And I was like, I had to walk away. I was crying. I was just, <laughs> I, know. I, I was like, no, because I know, I know women who have had stillbirths and I'm just thinking, you know, so I have to be out there to represent people that can't do that, you know, because 10 years ago, I could not do the work that I'm doing now. It- Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you're so courageous. And we'd love to just talk a little bit more about this group um, who's distributing pamphlets and standing on the street corners. You know, who are they? Is it just them? Uh, okay. <laughs> we don't, we don't have to use their name. That's totally fine. We can come up with a totally different name for them, but um, like how many, I guess let's phrase it. This, this is a group. This is a pro-life group. That's based out of Calgary, Alberta. Okay. okay. I really don't want to name them. I don't feel like that's totally fine. No, that's, that's absolutely variety. fine. Yeah. Um, is there just one main group in Canada yeah. or there's several? There's just, one main group okay. in Canada that uses these images and they distribute them to smaller groups like Lenin against abortion uses them. Mm-hmm. Um, Toronto, uh, right to life or, I think is it Toronto right to life or something. I don't know what they're called, but they use them. So they will distribute the images and they'll try to get people to be in the cities, you know, and, and do this work for them. The main ones that the interns that they, they hire quote unquote are homeschooled young people. Um, and they hit mm-hmm. Vancouver, Vancouver, Toronto, um, Calgary. Uh, they hit Winnipeg now really hard. Uh, they don't go, go out East too much. So uh, Ottawa, yeah, so they came to London. I heard they came to London that year because it was COVID and, and COVID was really bad in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So they to hit London and I'm like, oh, I guess you just, I guess you know that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's no signs on our streets anymore. There's no pamphlets in London. <laughs> so, oh, amazing. 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 Yeah, it's just kind of crazy. It's like they're this hub of misinformation that all these other groups can, you know, siphon off of. And, um, in, in our last episode, we were kind of talking about, um, groups like this having a tax exemption. So do you know if that's how like this group would be treated or is it more like a business? So they do not have charitable status because they know they wouldn't qualify. Okay. Um, well, that's good. One thing I do know that was maddening for me is during COVID, um, you know how people, the, the government gave people CERB for individuals. Mm-hmm. They also gave companies, businesses, um, the wage subsidy yes. Al- yes. allowance, right? Yeah. Um, and it's basically, you know, my husband's a, a lawyer. He has a small practice. And it's basically how we kept people employed through COVID. And it was really helpful. However, the government also gave this money to this organization to make sure that they could employ these people to put this stuff in our mailboxes so that just drove me crazy I was like how is our our tax paying dollars going to keep these people employed this is not a job they need no no so backwards I had I had arguments with my MP my local MP he's a liberal and you know I'm not against liberals I'm not saying that but I was so mad and he he did try to help at first but then nothing happened I was like how is this 
I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I am paying for this, these people to be on the streets doing this and, and come yeah. to our, go to people's homes to, to trigger them and traumatize them. I was just so angry. Oh <laughs> so it, it was in the media a little bit, but um, it didn't really, nothing really happened, unfortunately. So no, and it is unfortunate, them. like something that is very serious about what's happening with people's dollars who um, majority of the country does not agree with. Like no. it should not be going towards this. And um not. yeah. So and is this group, is it like a like a religious background or just more absolutely okay? I'm hundred percent and they get a lot yeah. of church money. So yes, of, oh, yeah. Mm. And it, and siphons in from the states too. So this is the group that uh started in the states and now they have a Canadian version of it here in Canada. Okay. And their images, all these are all images that Again, they they show them in the states, yeah. you know, a lot, and mm-hmm. now they're well. It always seems to be um, the same collection of it images. Yes. Like it's all stock photos, you know. Yes. So yes. it it's kind of crazy. They're just recycling these same images. That yeah, are... yeah, uh, yeah. Like how old are they? And then I, actually, I was on the street one day, and one of the lead organization organizers, the lead guys, men, of course came down to London because the pushback was so hard here in London and their, their, their interns were getting tired. <laughs> and so they came down to London to work with them and they were here. And so I got to meet them. Well, that was super fun. And the I said to the one guy, I said, so where did you get that image? Did you have the mother's permission? And he's like, no, that one came from Spain. And I'm like, yeah, I said, you don't have anybody's permission for that to have that image of their, of their fetus on on streets of Canada I said you're disgusting so you know so I just kind of say it the way it is but (laughs) and then I just walked away I'm just like you're not going to change this guy so no and that's the frustrating part is this organization is run by men of course Mm. yes yeah yeah Yeah. don't understand women's bodies or care about any human rights oh they think they know it all absolutely (laughs) um so you've been making incredible headway Mm-hmm. in London. So, so where is uh, VDLC today? So just uh, to let uh, people, listeners, I was going to say viewers, but to let the <laughs> listeners know VDLC stands for Viewer Discretion Legislation Coalition. Um, we have got a bylaw passed here in London, in the city of London, that you cannot distribute. So our, our whole mandate started off with, we want to see envelopes with these these pamphlets have to be in envelopes with a viewer discretion warning on them and if you want to deliver them that's fine because we don't want to take away people's freedom of expression mm-hmm. but at least it gives the homeowner a choice to, to mm-hmm. open it or not and it protects small children it protects um, women who have gone through pregnancy loss so you know that's all we want so we got that in London basically we've got a bylaw that says you ha- and if you're going to distribute distribute graphic anti-abortion images you need to put them in an envelope with a viewer discretion warning um and say who it's from on the mm-hmm. envelope and then uh you can be fined if you don't do it so yeah and and what's the fine 350 per pamphlet per pan I love that's that. amazing that's, that's awesome yeah that's awesome and and the person can get charged that's delivering it so the intern Yes. Mm-hmm. Plus the organization. Plus the oh, organization. Yeah. So it's not right. just like, oh, we don't <laughs> Hit know that them person's twice. name. Yeah. And <laughs> then like, what, what if the person comes to your door? You don't know their name, right? You're like, I don't know who it is. Like, you know, it's just some random person. But yeah. So it's good that you could that they've done the organization and the person. So I'm yes. I'm excited about that. Yeah. And um I love um because you know, you are kind of a, a grassroots 
in the true sense of the, of the word. And I, I love that you kind of made this um, bite-sized and manageable because you weren't going out full force saying, we don't want any pamphlets. We don't want any images because I find that gives um, a lot of groups something to grab onto and fight against Yeah, where if you That's just right. go and ask, you know, okay, we just want you to cover them up. All right. Just, just cover them up. We just don't want to see them. Yeah. So many more people can get behind that exactly. because then, like you said, that's not taking anyone's freedom of speech away because they are still delivering their message, that's but right. now the receiver has a choice. Choice. That's right. Exactly. So, and that's exactly it. So um, this is actually, so the bylaw here in London uh, stemmed from our bill that we have in Queens Park. So the bill was put into Queens Park in March of 2001 um, mm-hmm. on International Women's Day. And uh, it's gone through a couple numbers now and it's gonna have to be reintroduced as well. Um, So that will be reintroduced into Queens Park in November sometime. And it'll get, right now it's bill 41, but it'll get a new number again, apparently. So um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the same. uh, It's the same thing. It's, it's asking for envelopes, et cetera. Um, So London city councilors, they did their due diligence. They did a public participation meeting. They researched, they talked to their legal team. Um, and they basically mimic the bill and it's working. I mean, we're not seeing anything in London anymore and it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And it's so nice to get like a little bit of a win, right? Yeah. Yeah. It felt really good. (laughs) Yeah. Like again, going back to the, like, let's, let's just do one step at a time. Now you have like some energy behind you and it's like, okay, we've like completed our mission in London. Let's let's go to the next step, which is Ontario. So, right. can well, you tell us a little bit which more? Which is actually about- Calgary. Yep. The next yes. step. Well, <laughs> well, Toronto actually. Um, Mike Layton, who's no longer city councillor, he's resigned um, after I think his term ends in November because uh, we just had the election here in Ontario yesterday. So there's a new councillor there. But at any rate, Mike Layton, who's Jack Layton's son, he introduced the, the same um, motion in Toronto. And we've been in contact with a Calgary city councillor and her name is Jennifer Wynas. And she, we had a meet, we flew, we flew a team out there and had a meeting with her. Like I fundraise, awesome. right. For this, this, these costs. So, so she, um, she met with us and she's obviously Calgary is the hot spot because this is where this organization is based mm-hmm. out of. And, and so they've, they're, they're very aware of this problem and, and these images. And so she's, she's really been bothered by them herself and, so she wanted to do something to help. So she's also brought the motion into city council there to bring the bylaw that we have in London out to Calgary and again, and into Toronto. So for Calgary, they're, um, it's moving forward again, the next step in November. For Toronto, we're waiting for the new city council to come back and see how that moves forward. So yeah. Amazing. So That's going to feel a little bit cities, surreal. <laughs> if we can get those big cities, you know, those t- target cities, that would be like amazing. But but it's not stopping there. We are still doing the provincial level too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit more about Bill 41 and also what's next for VDLC? Yeah. So like, like I said, um, Bill 41's just kind of been on hold. Um, the, the frustrating part in the, in the, um, challenge is first of all, um, Terrence Kernahan, who is the MPP here in London. Mm-hmm. He's an NDPer. He will reintroduce the bill in November uh, at Queen's Park. But then from there, we need to get it into second reading. And because we are in a conservative um, government here in Ontario mm-hmm. at the provincial level, we ha- they get to decide when that's going to happen. 
And unfortunately, I'm not sure if that will ever happen. Mm. Um, so I'm hope hopeful because I'm hoping that um, Doug Ford and the Conservatives do understand that this is not, again, this is not taking away their freedom of expression. This is asking for a little bit of respect. This is a human decency issue. To me um, and the BDLC members, this is a nonpartisan issue. And this is this is not about abortion. This is about common human decency. You mm -hmm. know, would we stand on street corners with a, a picture of a beheaded person or a victim of a, a drunk driver that's been decapitated or something awful like that? You know, we don't, we don't do this, you know? It's uh, indecent and it's not okay. So we're yeah. hoping that they kind of look at it from the family kind of aspect of it, the kids and just, mm -hmm. you know, but you mm -hmm. know, I don't know really what's gonna happen there. I'm hopeful, but. <laughs> Uh, I'll have yeah, to I mean, it's just bit. it's just common sense, right? Yeah. And like you said, you wouldn't You'd put like a, would <laughs> a gory, you know, body on no. yeah. on a sign, but yet you are doing that. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just a, a fetus instead of a yes. full grown human. Exactly. And um, can you just walk us through a little bit about? what it takes to pass a bill. Um, because oh. I, I'm a little unfamiliar myself because there's like mm -hmm. a first reading. And so what happens yeah, after a second reading? The second reading. And then now I'm not an expert either. <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> learning. I think there's like a third reading and, and debate, like where they talk about um, maybe, the they make, maybe they want to make some tweaks to it, things okay. like that. I think it goes back to a, a committee if it gets to the point where they're thinking seriously about passing it, um, where it might like I said, maybe we don't want to charge them X dollars. They want to charge them this much, or, or maybe we don't want to have on the envelope to say this. We, we want it, you know, whatever to tweak it. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure. I have a, a graph that shows the process, but I actually forget right now. Okay. Um, the whole, Cause there's like steps, you know, and it's like, not just a couple of meetings and it's done. It's, it's a whole process. Yeah, I learned, I, was a, a, I learned a lot with the, yeah, I, yeah. I learned a lot with the bylaw um, process of creating the bylaw in London. I learned a lot with that process too, because it was a lot more than I thought. And you just, you know, it takes endurance and consistency and persistency to get stuff like this done because mm -hmm. it's not going to happen in a month. It's not going to happen in six months. It's going to take years. Yeah. And this, it's been two years uh, this month that this has been going on uh, for me that I've been working on this. And, uh, yeah. So, and I'm not, I'm not giving up. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, no, that's perfect. Thank you for clarifying that a little bit. Cause I was looking at the bill and I was like, Oh, a first reading. Wow. It was passed on the first reading. Of course it was. I had Wouldn't like no idea. Nice? Oh, that'd be awesome. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like, wow, it didn't have to go to a second reading. Yeah. But clearly. Okay. Clearly like yeah. I'm in the wrong. And I know we're just, it's little about basically. politics. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> So yeah, no, it's, uh, it's just kind of sitting there, well, it was sitting there, but now we got to, like I said, reintroduce uh, after the summer session, I guess, so mm -hmm. the summer break. And then, uh, then they were waiting for the election in Ontario to be over. And uh, <laughs> so, one yeah. thing after another, it um, is. And like I said, you just, you just have to have the time. Don't give up, you know, just hang on and keep working at it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the, um, kind of going back to like the very popular street corners in London where everybody always is with their signs. Um, is there anything that can be done? Do you think about like them having the images on those signs or does that kind of get in the way of the right to protest thing? So, no, that's a good question. Uh, I know that a woman here in London who used to be with pro-choice London, she actually, uh, brought something to city council right before what month are we in October? I don't know, a few months ago in the summer, I think, and she's asking for them to do something about the signs as well. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I would totally support that. And uh, it, it's on my radar as well. However, I feel like, again, going back to just little bites kind of thing, little things at a time yeah. versus just let's just do it all, just ban it. And that, mm-hmm. that's when we're going to run into uh, legal issues where we're, you know, the city's going to get sued and city still may get sued. I mean, they threaten lawsuits left, right and center this organization. That's how they kind of try to control politicians and decision making mm-hmm. at, at those levels. Um, so I would love to see the signs banned as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And has that been their main response? Yes. Just mm. threatening lawsuits yes. and and what what basis like uh, what are their claims for this? charter right their charter rights freedom of expression oh, okay which is again going back to the angle right yes. we're mm-hmm. not taking away your freedom of expression yeah. we're asking for common human decency here you mm-hmm. watch a horror flick right what does yeah. it say at the beginning you know rated R you know <laughs> or it says you, your discretion is advised exactly. you know yeah. so you can choose if you want to watch this or not if you watch yeah, it and you're scared then that's your fault <laughs> you exactly know? yeah G- giving the control back to the individual and to what what they want to expose themselves to mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah no it's absolutely absolutely so important and um what if we have any listeners who want to get involved in either London or Calgary uh Toronto um, we have a website. Anybody can contact me, um, www.bdlclondon.ca. We have a Facebook page. We have a public page and we have a private page. So if you want, want to get into the, the big details of what's going on, you want to join the private page and answer the security questions to get in because <laughs> we have had spies. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that and we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter a little bit, but not a whole lot. But yeah, just contacting us through any 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 of those uh, platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a team out in Calgary starting. I don't want to give you all the details because you know somebody might be listening that I don't want them having the one up. <laughs> yeah, one yeah. Nope, that's totally <laughs> so, fine. We'll have we'll have so, people yeah. contact you directly if they are in yeah, Calgary and want yeah. to be involved. Yeah. And like, what kind of help? Um, are, do you need I uh, do you need do you need people to help uh, block these signs or yeah so it would be great to have a team in Calgary and a team in Toronto especially to block signs because we also do we do track where they go mm-hmm. we have a map <laughs> um and they have key spots basically now, now that they listen to this I'm sure they'll change their spots <laughs> <laughs> okay we're not going to reveal them so you know <laughs> but uh yeah but um yeah so people who want to help block people to fundraise um people to advocate at the political level start petitions in their city that's so important the petitions like starting a petition and getting a lot of signatures we've been our team, uh, our leadership team has been to Ottawa petitioning, Milton, Toronto, the streets. Like we just go out on the street and we have the uh, petition, uh, uh, it's printed out and for the provincial petition and we just get signatures. We've flown out to Calgary to do the same. We petition on the streets of Calgary. People are so appreciative of the work we do when they're signing that petition. They're like, oh, somebody needs to do something about this. That's great. You know, mm-hmm. so we get such good feedback. Um, we have had federal petitions as well. Of course, they have not uh, had um, the, the government's just like, you know, the federal government's not doing anything about it because, you know, the I don't really know what, to be honest. I've, I've gone a different angle with them too that I'm actually going to follow up with uh, under the criminal code. My husband's a criminal lawyer. Oh, and, perfect. Um, so so I kind of had that code. There. Yeah, I've got <laughs> that big book. No. So there is a section there that I think uh, applies to the street signs. So I have... Um, 
it's on my radar so just put it got yeah this is something yeah. that should just be nationwide like without question yes. um 100 like yeah. these images are on trucks yeah in calgary and they drive around with them if that's not asking for distracted driving i don't know what oh it my is god. oh it's my god get much worse wow wow so um yeah so we'll put like all all of your links and stuff in the show notes so that our listeners can contact you and such um but say one of our listeners uh are really passionate about this they live in a city that's not london toronto or calgary and they'd like to get that initiative started do you recommend that they reach out to you and you kind of join forces because you know that's been such a messaging with all like over the last few months is you know like don't just like start your own organization like join forces with the ones that exist that have the history so right would that be what you recommend a hundred percent thank you for for saying that um there are cities out there that you know I don't even know maybe it's happening you know Woodstock is just a small town outside of Mm -hmm. London it's happening there you know Mm -hmm. if anybody's in Woodstock and wants wants to do something about it I'm here I will support them I will help them start the petitions I will help them do whatever they need to do. Um, we also um, do fundraise. So, I mean, we would pay for signs, things like that. Like they don't have to have out-of-pocket expenses in that regard. Like we would provide mm-hmm. what they needed. Um, yeah, no, I, I know what's going on in so many cities that I, I'm sure I don't know them all, but mm-hmm. any city, absolutely. Great, great point. Thanks for bringing that up. So, of course. Yeah, and I think that this is kind of a fantastic time because we've just had the municipal elections here in Ontario, at least. And so, you know, you've got new council probably. And um, I know from from my hometown, um, a lot more like progressive, like the old boys club is kind of being broken up, thank God. And, you know, there's there's younger people coming in. There's people who are very progressive in their thinking. And I think that's just a great opportunity to say, you know, hey, uh, I'm, I'm passionate about this. You know, I want to protect my community. How can I make this happen in our town that's right like um when i first again started i if you google graphic anti-abortion pamphlet all these cities so there'll be newspaper articles like cbc global news ctv everybody's done an article on it in all mm-hmm. the cities you know but nobody's tried to make change happen yeah you know mm-hmm. So all these people out there that have been affected and upset, you know, they don't know what to do. They, they complain to the media, but I mean, and maybe sent an email to counselors or whatever, but you know, how do you actually get change to happen? Get mm-hmm. all those voices together and stand as one unit, you know, instead of all the mm-hmm. little people across the country, we have to stand as one unit and demand mm-hmm. change. So that's kind of what I've been focused on. And, and like our, our Facebook group, when they were in London, it went to 1800 people like that like it was people were like nope Mm -hmm. (laughs) my favorite part is is like what I don't like to have to counter protest but when we are out there people walking by will bring us coffee thank us some people will join us my favorite part is when older women are well not I don't think it's great we have to do this still but when the older ladies are there and she's like you know like I did this in the 70s you know here we are still having to do it why is that ridiculous yeah totally (laughs) yeah um so you mentioned that uh, you do a lot of fundraising. Mm-hmm. So how could our listeners say, you know, they are interested in helping, but they can't physically be there? Um, can we contribute to your fundraiser? How would we do that? Yeah, if they want to run their own fundraiser and, and direct funds to the BDLC, they can do that. You know what I mean? That's 
any kind of idea that they might have, you know, like a garage sale or a bake sale or like a quarter auction or a silent mm -hmm. auction, anything, you know, like if they're passionate about fundraising and passionate about this issue and they want to contribute, they can make it their own. And, you know, we, we will gladly accept that money. Um, like I said, our money goes to advertising. We've had uh, huge um, expenses with advertising, uh, the organization, um, now we're focused on, um, well, and also the signs, but now we're focused on getting out to Calgary a little bit more and making, getting our presence known a bit, a bit more there. So mm -hmm. there's costs associated with that. Yeah. So anything that they can do. Yeah. I've, awesome. I've seen a few of your, um, like, uh, bench signs and billboards. I, I love them. I think they're brilliant. Oh, so <laughs> I would love to start seeing them, you know, more over yeah. in the Toronto area and definitely yeah. Calgary and across Canada. That's right. Yeah, but, we've had uh, the, we've had them in Ottawa, Milton, Toronto, uh, London. I have the, uh, the bus ads are I love the bus ads in London. They're not there now, but I love that. That, that made me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you just got to keep going. Just can't yeah. give up. It's a long road, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it certainly is. <laughs> yeah, but like well, you said, there's a lot of progressives coming up, the younger generations mm -hmm. getting into politics, and I, that's really hopeful. And great. Mm -hmm. It is hopeful. And I, I kind of wish I had been um, in town the night of the uh, all candidates meeting, because, you know, we've been having so many discussions around human rights and, and uh, freedom of choice that I would have loved to have snuck a few questions yeah. in, into those debates, um, yes. just because, you know, still the majority of the candidates were older. So yeah. it's, I think it's just such a a way of opening them up and really seeing where they stand on issues. hundred yeah, so percent. If anyone's election isn't done yet, you know, absolutely. Oh, well, Katie, Oh my God. We are so thankful for all the work that, that you're doing again, like another grassroots campaign that is making a huge difference in our, in our country. So we're Thank extremely grateful for you. Thank you. It's very nice of you. And made a huge difference in my school town. Oh, <laughs> that makes me really happy Can on like that. a deep personal level. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we, uh, we're, we're pretty uh, happy with the last uh, council that, that helped make change happen too. So yeah, we're not going to stop. Perfect. We, we don't want you to. We definitely <laughs> don't want you to stop at all. Gotcha. <laughs> so where can our listeners find and follow you? Um, like I said, on Instagram yep. and on Facebook. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and then, what's, uh, what's your handle on Instagram? Oh, that's, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, a great question. Definitely put it in the show notes, don't worry, but just. If you <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, what is it? VDLC un, uh, underscore Ontario. Ontario. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Nat Natalie developed them and now I'm just used to automatically being on them. I don't really use them. <laughs> okay, perfect. So you've got the Instagram, you've got yeah. Facebook as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Viewer, discre Viewer Discretion Legislation Coalition. Uh, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, and the website. And we are on Twitter as well. So it's, again, it's just uh, at VDLC underscore uh, Ontario. And also, if you do hashtag VDLC, you, you can find it too, I'm sure. Perfect. Yes. We will definitely include, uh, all of that down in the show notes. <laughs> Great. So, um, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners before we close out? Um, not really just, just to, if you don't think you can make change happen, 
I think again, uh, mm -hmm. stay strong. And if you want help in any way, I'm here. And I would be happy to get something going in whatever city you're in, because it's important, like I said, for everybody to stand united and not separately on this issue. Yes, yes, definitely. Together is how we're going to make change. Well, thank you so much, Katie. I loved this conversation. I learned a whole lot. That's for sure. I've the older I get, the more involved in politics I'm trying to, you know, be and understand. So I love that. You know, this is a change that is possible for yes, it for is for everyone. It's already started. Yeah. Welcome to the after eight tea party. Hey, Hello welcome again. back. Uh, I loved that conversation with Katie. Mm -hmm. That was so good and. Honestly, her story in the beginning, I was pretty much fighting back tears. Like, oh, same. same. Just um, the the emotions that she was going through and then having to, well, first of all, go through this traumatic experience and mm -hmm. then to relive it like again and again with these awful pamphlets and signs that are showing up on her street and in, and in the city of London. And, you know, how many mm -hmm. other people are being faced with this? Yeah. Yeah. And like her story, like I was the same. I was really like trying not to cry. But again, it just what she said about what she'd heard from one of those um, pro-life or pro-birth people saying that, oh, they should be okay with it if they're pro-choice and such. Like it's so um, I, I always have a difficult time putting into words, but what they think like abortion is versus the complexity of the issue itself there's such a wide gap that yeah. pro-life people seem to have where they're like oh you know people just get abortions because like they screwed around or something and now don't want the child like there's always so many reasons and complicated reasons and medical reasons and stuff like it's not a black and white issue no, but they make and it one and I know, it's like trying to put it into a box and it doesn't work. I know. And it's just wrong. I know. And it's just like with that, like, you know, like we said, I went to school where there was people literally picketing on the street all the time. Like, I don't think it ever crosses their mind. Like, oh, okay. Someone's may have terminated their pregnancy because like the baby was actually not going to like live a life, mm -hmm. you know, but they still think that banning it entirely makes sense. Like, I digress. I'm yeah. we're, you know we're beating exactly a dead horse now. <laughs> Stick, yeah. you know that expression. <laughs> um, you know, we know it's wrong, and mm -hmm. pretty much the rest of the the country does. And I just think it's absolutely disgusting that people can think that this is okay mm -hmm. to just go around and put these graphic images that are traumatizing for children traumatizing for families and and individuals mm -hmm. like it's it's nothing that we should be seeing in our streets no. and i i just love that now that there is this coalition that katie has with natalie and they've been making a change like mm -hmm. it's so in inspiring to see that because i feel like we are constantly bombarded with negative news and like yeah. things not getting off the ground or not being able to get anywhere. But this is another grassroots group that has proof that, you know, you're persistent, you keep working hard and you just take it small step by small step and you can make significant change. Like mm -hmm. for her to say that there are no longer, you know, open graphic pamphlets in London 
That is huge. That is so huge. And it's not something we should take lightly. And I'm sure there's been like many moments where she's just been like, oh my gosh, are we ever going to get anywhere? But Mm -hmm. now looking back, it's like, look at where we started from and what we've accomplished. Um, Mm -hmm. I just hope that like more cities can experience this. And then slowly, that's how it's going to become uh, a nationwide uh, bill. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to, um, you know, our chat with Dr. Teal as well, where he emphasized the importance of, you know, starting small. Yes. With your grassroots organizations, you know, like when we were talking to him, he talked about, okay, well, maybe start with having free menstrual products. Mm -hmm. Like, and she, I feel like reiterated that point here in a different way where, don't start the process by saying we need to get rid of all of these images out of our city. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, just make it more difficult for them to just like slip in something horrible like that into your mailbox. It's like, we're not taking away your freedom of speech, but we don't want to see that without yeah, proper packaging. And I think that that just makes it very digestible for people that want to get involved in an organization like this. And, you know, it makes it, hmm, I don't want to say, like, I don't have any other words, but like easier to defend yeah, against the organizations that, against the, the organization, mm-hmm. because apparently there's just the one. But um, yeah, I just, I think that we've taught, we've brushed on that point a lot about the importance of starting small and, you know, not like taking small bites and I think it was really reiterated here. So it's very, very important. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I was actually having a discussion with a, a friend of mine who does work in uh, the federal government. And she really emphasized, you know, it's actually at the municipal level mm-hmm. that the most change happens that is reflected in people, like the individual's lives. So yeah. I feel like... um a lot of the time, like uh, municipal politics are just ignored, like no one really cares about it. But mm-hmm. the thing is, this is where the opportunity is for especially, you know, young voters like ourselves and ones coming up behind us to really get involved. And um, uh, it, I need to look at the most recent election number since it closed. But this was one of the um most participated elections Mm -hmm. that happened in my town. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it was like, okay, last time I checked the vote was like 19 to 20%. Yeah. Which in the grand scheme is not very many people. But it's more than in the past. (laughs) It is more in the past. And when you compared it to like the next town over, it had 5% participation. Mm. So how much – is being left on the table and how much how many things are being decided upon by a super small group and the funny thing is so um if if anyone is ontario we have or I'm, i don't know rogers tv might be national you guys can check me on that one um but my town has like a local rogers tv station where they actually aired all the candidate meetings and posted them to youtube so before I voted in, in the municipal election, I, I watched, you know, the the mayor, the deputy mayor, and then the candidate um, meetings. And the thing about the audience is they were all older, gray-haired mm-hmm. people. And I don't think I saw a single person under 70 in yeah. the audience. Um, 
and that's just you know it's it's wrong because that's not representative of the town mm-hmm. right where you know my town is made up of a increasing number of of young families and um young people who are just you know living their lives by themselves and you know their voices are not being heard and i don't even think they realize it Mm-hmm. So that that's just my little PSA for, you know, please go out and vote in your mm-hmm. municipal elections because they decide on hospitals, on housing, of affordability, land conservation, mm-hmm. environmental stuff. And mm-hmm. now this is how you can protect your community against um, these awful pamphlets if, if your community is being hit with them. Mm-hmm. And kind of jumping off of that too, lots of times like people – coming up in government kind of move through the different levels yes and such that you know if there is somebody running for your local municipal government and you kind of learn more about them and you're like oh I really do not like this person's policies then you need to get involved and be like "Mm, no not you're not getting my vote as opposed to not getting involved that person gets in and then over time they can slowly work their way up and have an impact on a provincial level, maybe even a federal. So, yeah, absolutely. And you know, okay, I I know I kind of said the old boys club in the episode, but it's true because mm-hmm. I was listening to um, candidates that you know were currently on council and trying to get back on versus the new ones. And you know, one of the candidates was just like, "Well, we have enough trees in our town, so like climate change is not a thing." Oh my for god. Us. <laughs> no. Like, okay. Thank God. He was actually heckled a little bit, which I like felt bad for, but like not at all at the same time. Um, but this is someone who had been sitting on the council for many decades. All right. Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of thinking that you have about climate change, which is very visible in mm-hmm. in our world. And going hand in hand with having, um, you know, forced birth messages going out in the town. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. They don't see it Mm -hmm. as a problem and maybe that they're for this kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't want to speak out of term there, but this is where you need to, you know, have a voice, go to those meetings. You know, I definitely, now that I know about them, I want to be more involved and mm-hmm. find out when they are so I can have a voice in my town and and bring up issues like yeah. this and then hopefully get that same change where we're not faced with um, having graphic images that are traumatizing people. Yeah. And, you know, like Katie had said where, you know, when she when people were coming down her street and stuff, people were like, oh, thank God you're doing something about this. That, you know, it is, it does seem like a big issue where it's kind of like, oh, well, like, who's going to do something about this? Mm-hmm. You know, it can be you. It can be that you. That does something about it. Can absolutely be it. you. Because, you know, the kind of the saying that, like, if you don't do it, who's going to? Yeah. So, you know, some words to live by, you know? Absolutely. And I think this is definitely something we have learned throughout this entire series that we've been doing. You know, this is now what, part six, I think? I'm pretty sure we're on part Part six. And I don't know. (laughs) Six or seven. Um, 
And, you know, for all the amazing people that we've talked to, all of them were just like, you know, hey, I'm just, I'm just this person here, but, you know, I saw something, I didn't like it, and I'm going to make a change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then they got a supporter, and then they got another supporter, and it became like this uh, giant group that actually is making a difference. So Mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of the time where people get thinking like, oh, someone else will will make sure that ends. But if everyone's thinking that, then change is never going to happen. So exactly. I think it's just, you know, having the courage and taking that that small step and, you know, um, you don't have to go out as far and talk to these groups directly because I, I don't like, don't want anyone to put their safety at risk because I'm sure that they could get quite verbally aggressive. Um, I hope that's the extent of it. You know, they don't get physically aggressive, but just being that change of, you know, no, I'm taking all these pamphlets that you guys put out and I'm throwing in the garbage and mm-hmm. I'm going to call my local uh, MPP. Exactly. Well, that's it for me. I don't yeah. have any other thoughts. Do you have any other thoughts? No, I loved that conversation and we hope you guys have enjoyed this entire series. This is kind of mm-hmm. us wrapping it up. Um, yeah. We may I, have one more. Yeah, I think like this will be something that we always want to revisit because we are so passionate about um, this topic, you know, human rights. Um, Rachel and I have both learned so much. So we just want to thank like all the guests who have been on the show. Um, you've opened up our minds. And I think to our listeners, you know, thank you so much for being on this journey with us. We hope you learned something. Mm-hmm. And thank you for supporting the show and really just getting the message out because, mm-hmm. you know, like we said in our very first episode, um, Canada is compared to the States so often mm-hmm. that it's so it's so different and we can't be treated the same. And I feel like what's actually happening in Canada is really in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just so glad that we had the opportunity to bring a little light to the history, what's going on and how we as individuals can, can support this. I'm with you there. And, you know, for our Canadian listeners, we really hope that this has, you know, opened up your eyes on how you can get involved and also given you lots of information. I mean, I know that we've taken in lots of information about what's going on in our country, but also for our listeners that are outside of Canada. We hope that this has inspired you to do your own research into the reproductive justice history in your country and also to take some steps to get involved in any organizations that are available to you there. So yeah, hope you guys liked it. It was a lot of fun. We, uh, you know, kind of going to miss it. Yeah, I will too. I think this was just an awesome conversation. I think for all of our guests, we'll probably be touching back with them at some point mm-hmm. for updates and uh, just seeing how we can continue to use our platform to mm-hmm. help uh, spread spread their messages. Yeah. Um, we need to en- find out if Dr. Teal got into city council. Oh, we got to touch base with, with Dr. Teal up. for sure. For <laughs> sure. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you'll check out all of our other episodes in the abortion series and just our regular episodes. Like we actually talk about a lot of different things on here and it's just kind of our little 
passion project to come on and talk about whatever we're feeling like. Um, Whether that be Taylor Swift, animals, relationships, friendships, work, working out. We hit it all. Uh, Leave a five-star review, please, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can email us any thoughts, questions, whatever you're thinking to teawithlaurarachel at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely share this podcast with friends and family and anyone who you think would enjoy it because it really does help us out. You guys have no idea. And we also love hearing from you. So don't be afraid to reach out. Rachel, anything mm-hmm. else? Um, if you are, are interested in getting in touch with Katie or have any questions for her, let us know and we can help liaison. And with that, live like tea. Live like tea.